Happy Sunday, Marlins fans. Welcome to another episode of Marlins 9. My name is Jeremiah Geiger. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeremiahGeiger2. And it is a happy Sunday. The Marlins just took two out of three from the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. And I'm just going to give you a breakdown on that, share my thoughts on what I felt was a huge series coming into the weekend. And there was a lot of good and bad from the series. But overall, uh, I'm really excited for the place that the Marlins are in right now, up to 7-8 and eight overall. One, one win away from 500 on the season, second place in the NL East, albeit it's really early, a lot of baseball to be played. But I felt this was a big statement series for the Fish uh, against the defending champs, against the division rival. And I'm going to start off by Friday's game. Was That was a struggle. That was disheartening to watch Friday's game. The bats could not get going. 16 strikeouts against Braves pitching. And overall, offensively, it was a game to forget. However, Trevor Rogers, I like to focus on the positive when I discuss Marlins baseball. I'm a lot more optimistic than uh, a lot of other fans are, for better or for worse. But the positive outlook from that game was Trevor Rogers. He went five innings, solid innings, uh, struck out four and only gave up a run, one run, and I don't believe it was earned. It, w- it was an unearned run. So it was a solid start, and I say solid because watching the game, he really labored throughout the at-bats. It felt like Braves hitters were fouling off a lot of pitches, seeing a lot more pitches, and that's what ran his pitch count up high. But overall, he limited the damage to... Like I said, only one run, and it wasn't earned. So it was good to see Trevor get back to solid form after a really rough outing against the Phils his last time out. And although they lost the game and um, the bats were not there in the least, it was good to see him bounce back a little bit. And then, of course, there there was Saturday's game where Jazz Chisholm absolutely went off. He had a four-hit game. He homered. He, it, it was incredible to see. And the Marlins had a slugfest. The Braves had a slugfest going. And Miami pulled it out. It was a 9-7 win. And it was really good to see because, you know, against Atlanta, and I say Atlanta because there's something about playing the Braves in in Atlanta where those types of close games usually tend to swing to to the Braves, but the Marlins, you know, it was a back and forth game and Garrett Cooper comes through with a huge hit, a huge pinch hit, drives in a couple runs and the bullpen, the bullpen held it down. The bullpen held it down, which was really encouraging to see. It was encouraging to see um, Jesus Aguilar get in on the action. He had a multi-hit game. He had two hits and it was really good. Uh, to bounce back after that terrible loss Friday Friday night where the Marlins couldn't do anything offensively then they go out the next day and they and they score seven or they score nine runs and the bullpen aside from Sean Armstrong after he 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 relieved Eliezer Hernandez the bullpen shut down the the Braves the last three innings of the ball game 
with um, Cole Sulcer, Tanner Scott, Anthony Bass, all of those guys uh, getting in that, getting in the action, and Tanner Scott actually picking up the save, which I thought was really interesting, and something I'm going to discuss in a little bit is the Marlins bullpen and how Don Mattingly plans to use it moving forward. But before that, I want to talk about Sunday's game. And the, the today's game was was really, you know, it was really encouraging through about eight and a half innings until the bottom of the ninth. And I tweeted right before the ninth inning started, I tweeted, there's just something about playing the Braves on a Sunday afternoon that makes me feel 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 real really nervous. And sure enough, Austin Riley hits a two-run blast. The Braves get get within a run, and you start to say, "Oh no, here we go again," you know. And you see, as Marlins fans, we know the feeling. There's something about this ballpark where the Braves are not out until there's there's 27 outs recorded, until the final out in the ninth inning is recorded. But Tanner Scott, he came in, he struggled, and. Lewis Head didn't let him down. He came in, locked it down, got the final out, and the Marlins, at the end of it, they're seven and eight, and they won a three-game series against the Braves. So, I really can't complain too much. And going into Washington, Miami really has a good opportunity to get to 500 and get above 500 for for the first time this year. And really head into head into May, the month of May, with some serious momentum. Um, I, that's why I felt this series was so huge, was because if Miami had came into Atlanta and lost these close games, which we have seen before, which old Marlins teams might have done, suddenly you're looking at multiple games out of 500. And the same old, same old Marlins chat, same old Marlins, uh, um, you know, outlook on the season. The optimism starts to go down, and even though it's early in the year, you put yourself in a little bit of a hole. There's, and with the struggles offensively, you know, suddenly you're not looking at the rest of the year optimistically. But I think everybody in the organization right now is looking at this team with optimism. And it's an optimism we really haven't seen as fans for a few years now. Of course, there was the 2020 COVID year, but and going into 21, there was a lot of there was a lot of optimism, but that really ended quickly. Uh, Miami dug themselves a huge hole early in the season, and it was starting to feel the same way this season. But that's why I felt that this series was so huge for the Marlins was to get that momentum and get back to around 500 without putting themselves behind the eight ball too much and to win these close games, to hang on today for the 5-4 to victory. I cannot emphasize enough how much that does for the players' morale, how much that does for the fans. As fans, we love to see it. And moving forward into next week, Miami's won three out of their last four, going back to the St. Louis um, 
the St. Louis game on, I believe it was Thursday night. So overall, I would say a very good weekend for Marlins baseball. But I'm going to move on to, as I was talking about, the bullpen. Really take a look at the bullpen for the Marlins over this over this Atlanta series. Uh, Anthony Bender has reportedly, I've heard he is dealing with hip soreness. So on Saturday, in a save situation, Tanner Scott came in, threw 11 pitches, nine of them were sliders. And the Braves hitters could not really figure it out and he got he got three outs and he he got the save and I was I I was pretty impressed with it because you don't see that too often you don't see a pitcher come in who has high velocity like Tanner Scott who can reach upper 90s sit 97 and just deal slider after slider so I was I was interested in Donnie's decision to go out and put Tanner Scott in the closer role for that night instead of Anthony Bender. But now we know that Anthony Bender had been dealing with the hip soreness, and that is most likely the reason why Tanner Scott got the look on Saturday night. He gets the look again today, really struggles, um, start, you know, puts his team in a bad position and Atlanta to win the game. But Lewis Head comes in, shuts the door. And that's going to be something interesting to look forward to as uh, next week comes and the weeks following when Dylan Floro comes back, when Anthony Bender, however long it takes him to get healthy, however long um, until he's ready to resume to resume playing, what is Donnie going to do managing the bullpen in the late innings? Because we we've now seen four... Well, three guys this season go in in high leverage situations and have mixed experience, mixed experiences, uh, ups and downs. We saw Saturday night, Tanner Scott shuts the door. Today, he was terrible until Lewis Head comes in and has to, and, and records a save. So it's going to be interesting moving forward what, um, what Donnie's going to do because I don't know with this team, without having that elite closer, if they're going to rely on one guy the rest of the year. And they're just, or is it going to be a more closer by committee kind of deal? And that's going to be interesting because when Floral comes back, Floral had a lot of success last year in the closer in the closer role. He has the most experience in the closer role. But how is that going to translate to this year? Who has the hot hand? Does this week, does this coming up series against the Nationals, if the Marlins are in a position for a save opportunity, who gets the call? Is it Lewis Head, who struck out two batters uh, today in a high-leverage situation? He he went in there with poise. Um, is it Anthony Bender, depending how he feels? So it's going to be really interesting, and I would like to hear your thoughts Um Marlins fans on how you feel about the bullpen situation moving forward because right now it's kind of a mystery to me I just don't know um, personally I would like to see I would like to see Lewis head kind of kind of roll with the hot hand here at least until Bender Bender throws again and it could be as soon as Tuesday that Bender's back out there I don't know yet 
But I would like to see Lewis Head get a shot um, in a ninth inning, another ninth inning role, and see where where that goes. Of course, Anthony Bass is still on the roster, but Bass has been great as a as a setup man. Bass has actually been really solid, and I never thought I would say this, but I have really liked Anthony Bass uh, coming out of the bullpen. I don't feel nervous, as nervous, I should say, with him coming out of the bullpen. So I, I would leave him in the eighth inning. And in an, another note I want to say is it was interesting to see Cody Poteet come out of the bullpen uh, so early. He's usually the long man for the fish. So to see him him come in there and pitch uh, pitch an inning and a half, that was interesting to see. So there's a lot of options for Don Mattingly to organize and kind of put together moving forward. You have Stephen Okert, who has been really solid for the Marlins. Arguably the best reliever they've had so far early this season. So I think that's going to be really interesting uh, moving forward. Another thing I want to mention is Jazz Chisel. Talk a little bit about Jazz. The kid's a star. And when he was pinch hit for the other night, because there was a lefty on the mound, I was really upset with that decision. Because if the Marlins are going to be playing Jazz every day, and now he's hitting leadoff and in the lineup every day, you can't pinch hit for him just because there's a lefty on the mound. If he's going to be the face of the franchise and this this the charisma this star personality on and off the field you know he has to he has to hit there it doesn't really matter the matchups so i was really upset with don mattingly's decision to take him out for uh for jorge soler in that situation but overall i i got to say he jazz chisholm has me really excited moving forward. He had a four-hit game yesterday. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He struggled a little bit today. He was he went 0 for 4, but his OPS is still over is still over a thousand. Um, and hopefully he stays health healthy, and hopefully he keeps it up because the Marlins have themselves a budding superstar. And I'm gonna say it: Jazz Chisholm is a budding superstar. And he has to be playing every day at this point. And to even think about pinch hitting him for for a righty if there's a lefty on the mound out of the bullpen, I don't think that decision is justified anymore. And Jazz made sure of it on Saturday night. He went off. He went four, four for six, four hit game. I can't say enough about him, uh, enough positive things about him. The energy, the presence the the motivation he brings to the other team or or to his teammates I feel like just watching the game when Jazz comes up as a fan I'm like I I gotta see this there's no knowing what he's gonna gonna bring to the table and eat that happens each at bat and that's how I felt watching Giancarlo Stanton a few years ago is when Giancarlo's up you have to watch your your eyes are glued to the TV because he could hit it 500 feet the next pitch and it's it's a little different with jazz but he has the power you know he could turn on one and send it send it for 420 to right or he could hit a triple down the line and, and he could strike out like 
you really don't know what you're going to get out of Jazz, but he's going to go 120%, and usually good things happen. So far this season, that's been the case. So moving forward, um, Jazz has got to be playing every day. The struggles of Aguilar and Garcia and and Soler, they continued. Um, there was a couple bright spots. Avi Garcia picked up uh, three RBIs over the last two games, but he's still not seeing the ball well. He's still striking out too much. Aguilar's still without a base hit, not a base hit, an extra base hit, and it's still frustrating um, to see those big three really not get off on the on the right foot. But to be seven and eight, and your two major offseason signings haven't haven't hit the ball well at all. I would say Miami's in a pretty good place and heading into Washington as Marlins fans, we should all be excited. We should all be energetic and thrilled for for next week of baseball as Miami goes into Washington and then has a series at home against the Mariners, chance to get over 500 and really get get the people talking around baseball about this team because when you have a young core as I talked about like last episode and you have a mix of veterans who who have the who have the talent they just haven't haven't taken off yet um usually that's a mix for a competitive ball club and this is going to be a huge week to see what Miami can do and hopefully get over 500 I'd love to to hear from you guys on Twitter again at Jeremiah Geiger too. And I'd love to have you guys on the show and talk baseball with you guys. Um, again, this is Marlins nine. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and to the next episode.